1: This is MRN Crew Call, brought to you by Hercules Tires. This past weekend at Richmond was a big weekend for Junior Motorsports on the Xfinity Series. First off, the boss man, Junior, was racing, and all eyes were on that car. He raced to a 14th place finish, and while he was on one end of pit road, debriefing with teammates and crew members, and, well, he even debriefed with a couple other drivers, at the other end of pit road, was one of his teams, Noah Gregson, burning the hides off that race car, celebrating a win, a second consecutive win in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. I'm Steve Post. This is Crew Call on Motor Racing Network, presented by Hercules Tires Ride on Our Strength. Noah Gregson does bring a two-race win streak into this weekend's race at Bristol, and his team is led by Dave Olenz, a 40-year-old, from the state of Michigan. Dave has 14 Xfinity series wins with that win with Noah Gregson. He's a two-time championship winning crew chief in 2017 with William Byron, and in 2018 with Tyler Reddick, all of that at Junior Motorsports. He's a graduate from Clemson University down in South Carolina, and he joins us on Crew Call in just a moment.
0: The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash impact.
1: For decades, Drydeen Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydeen offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to DryDean.com. Drydeen, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Flow Racing is the home of Grassroots Racing, with over 1,300 races streaming live in 2021. Watch the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl, World 100, Dirt Late Model Dreams, Sweet 16, and much, much more. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com MRN. From sprint cars on dirt to SK Modifieds on pavement, arena cross, drag racing, and everything in between, it's here, live, and on demand. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com MRN. That's floracing.com forward slash MRN. Welcome back to Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires. Uh, joining us from up at Junior Motorsports, Dave Olenz is joining us via Zoom Call. Hello, Dave. Welcome into Crew Call.
0: Hey, thank you guys for having me on today.
1: Well, Dave, you know, I've, I've had a bunch of guys on my hit list all year long that I've wanted to get, and i worked through it week by week. And then the good news is is that uh, we kind of got to your name on the hit list when you guys started making regular trips to Victory Lane. So it uh, seems like things are going pretty good up there with you and Noah.
0: Yeah, you definitely waited to the right time to get to us because we we hadn't been this excited all year and uh we'd been running good but finally got some results to go with it.
1: Has something changed or is it just putting it all together as has worked out for you guys?
0: Yeah, I think uh, mainly putting it all together for us. Um the beginning of the season, we had a lot, of, a lot of speed in the cars. Noah was doing a great job on the track, and we just had a lot of. A lot of weird things from you know motors to accidents to pit road issues restarts um, just a lot of odd odd stuff that has happened to us this year that prevented us from getting the results and throughout the time I feel like we've done a good job just staying the course and trying to keep the speed in the car keep Noah focused in the right direction and uh, I don't feel like we've done anything different we've just we've just finally put it all together and had everything go our
1: way how tough is it when you when you run through a season like this because that goose egg in the wind column we can talk about running good and everything but that goose egg in the wind column and then you guys did have the strangest thing how challenging is it to keep to, to to keep pointing it in the right direction when that when that screwy stuff happens
0: yeah i think uh you know with the playoffs coming all of that it makes it a little bit easier you know if we were sitting at whatever it is a 200 point deficit to uh i think the 16 car now that would be a little tough to take but knowing that you're going to get a reset on this, knowing that, you know, everybody's going to go back to square one in a couple of weeks, like that, that keeps you motivated to keep trying to do it and keep focused on what you have going on, trying to keep the performance where it needs to be. And eventually the results will come, you know, if we continue to do the right things week in and week out, we'll, we'll get the results eventually, you know, unfortunately it's coming right before the end of the season, get a couple more playoff points and uh, try to focus on getting to Phoenix
1: yeah no doubt that is the goal you've had a great run up at junior motorsports you spent the first couple years with a variety of drivers then you settled in and won a championship with William Byron and then you come right back and win a championship with Tyler Reddick um and and I mentioned those two drivers that are a little more buttoned up and reserved than your current guy Noah Gregson um the intensity of Noah, the personality of Noah. What are the what are the what are the qualities that uh, that that seem to work so well for Noah here in the in the Xfinity series?
0: Well, I, I think you just said that Tyler was buttoned up, so I'm not sure about that. He's he's definitely an exciting driver to watch, and we we had fun racing with him. Um, I, I think Noah has some some of the same uh, qualities that uh, that Tyler does, and it you know it's just fun to watch the two of them race. Um, they're always trying to be better, uh, make the next move. They're never content with where they're at. And um, you know, I think that's one of Noah's strengths. The, the Richmond race, um, the restart we had there on Scuff Tires, he went, he went where nobody else was to make that pass happen. And that's, that's normally where you see the, the Bass Pro logo coming up is w- where nobody else is. And it doesn't, it doesn't really matter the track we're at. You know Daytona uh, three weeks ago. We had positioned ourselves in a, in a to have a good result and uh, maybe run second or third, and that's not what he wanted to do. He wanted to make the move to try to get the win, and you know, we ended up falling back to seventh. But he's always he's always trying. He's always moving forward, um, never never satisfied with where he's at. So I think that's probably his biggest asset right now.
1: Yeah, you know, you make I, I'm I, when I'm when I'm talking about Tyler being a little buttoned up, I'm thinking off track. But you're right, on track. Oh my gosh, man, that yeah. guy. That guy, boy, he weren't he, he wasn't scared to put the car anywhere. My yeah. gosh. I mean yeah. yeah, that's that that that's a good assessment of it. Over the course of this year, over the course of the last couple of years, uh, and, and this is more the off-track stuff. Noah is one of my favorite kids in that garage. I, I love that kid. I love talking to that kid. And then there's times I'm like, Noah, just stop. What did you? What did you, you know? Just stop. He can get himself talked into some situations there. As the crew chief, as the leader of the team, you know, um, are are you a are you a mentoring type figure, or does I know juniors had some talks with him, or how how does that work when when you gotta off the racetrack, keep him get him back on the reservation, if you will.
0: Yeah, I think um, th- there is some mentoring uh, going on a little bit, but it's more. I try to keep focused on the race cars and the performance that we're doing. You know, the conversations I have with them are not specifically about off-track stuff. But when that stuff's happening, to talk more about the race car stuff, you know, discuss what we have going on more to try to try to bring the focus back to the race team and what we can do to get better there. So I think just keeping him engaged into the race team is probably the biggest help I've, I've given for him. Um, and definitely there's been all kinds of exciting things that have happened, but he's definitely a really, really good kid. And I think, you know, once people get to know him, it, they had definitely changed their opinion of who he is.
1: I totally agree. I totally agree. One of my I I love walking in the garage and leaning up against a stack of Goodyear's and just picking his brain a little bit because you're really not sure what you're going to get. But it's always it's always interesting and entertaining. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, he mashes the gas pretty good as well. Dave, I'm really curious about you and how you got here. I I don't know a lot about your background. I know you were from Michigan and I know you ended up at Clemson. So yep. how does a Michigan boy end up in South Carolina?
0: Yeah. Um, when I was going to school, uh, Clemson had a, a uh, motor program um, that they were trying to get off the ground and get started. So um, I moved down here to go to Clemson and uh, try to get into motorsports somehow. Cause I didn't really know. We didn't have a lot of racing history in our family. I didn't know how I was going to get into the sport, but I knew I wanted to get into the sport. Um, so, you know, at the time, you know, late '90s, early 2000s, the engineering's getting off the ground in racing, um, and I I wanted to go that direction. And I knew Clemson was at least closer to closer to Mooresville than uh, North Carolina was, so I was able to get down here and talk to some teams and intern with a, a couple teams, and that's that's really where it started for me
1: where did the interest in racing? You said you don't have a big family history in racing, but where did that interest, uh, where did that in, where did your interest get peaked?
0: Yeah, I mean, as kids, we we raced whatever we could. Um, we had RC cars, snowmobiles. Um, my dad actually had an IMCA that we raced a little bit, but um, it, was, it was our family uh, outings to go racing of some sort. We'd always go to the uh, race at MIS um, as a family. So, um, all of our vacations were some form of racing, whether it's us racing RC cars or going to watch the stock cars race down south. But um, that it was in our family, but we didn't have any tight connections to it. So um, I thought I thought it'd be a lot of fun to do this for a living. I didn't know 20 years later I'd still be doing it.
1: That's cool. That works out well. You mentioned uh, you're at Clemson and you got some internships. was that? Was that Jasper and places like that or, uh, you know, that, that, that period of time? I, I see Jasper, I see Gin racing, and I see Red Bull racing in your past. Yeah. Um, how critical were those situations to you to, 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 to learn the ranks and the ropes of this sport?
0: Yeah, the, the, my first internship was at uh, Jasper. I, I did, I think, two, two years there. Okay. Um, it might have been three. But uh, that was probably the biggest deal for me. Um, and I, I, I lucked into that one. I just happened to be walking into the race shop when Mark Hara, one of the owners of the team at at that point, was walking out of the lobby. And uh, I got to talk to him a little bit, had a conversation and ended up, you know, getting the internship from him. But that that team was um, it was on the small side of teams back then. So I was able to see a lot of different aspects of racing that I wouldn't know about. So I definitely learned a ton there. Um, Got my foot in the door to go over to MB2. Um, and again, another smaller team where, you know, they were they were growing on the engineering side and it, it provided me an opportunity to learn all these different roles as as I was doing them and uh, kind of moving up a little bit.
1: That's neat. Yeah. Those, it, it's interesting in talking to a lot of crew chiefs. There's, there's a few small teams or ARCA teams and, yep. and everyone's past. And uh, what you know is what you know, engineering wise and what Clemson could teach you, but boy, the dynamic of a race team, it is, it is a wide vast, of a, a vast width, I guess it is of, of, of elements that go into play and to make it a car fast.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, there's so many different aspects that, you know, if you, if you start out right with a big team, it's hard to, it's hard to learn more than just what your role is. So um, sometimes being with those ARCA teams and the smaller teams, it it pays off because you're doing all the roles and you're seeing all of it. And you you have firsthand experience of doing it.
1: You have this experience with some of the smaller teams. um, And and, um, then you in 2012 get the opportunity to go to Hendrick Motorsports. Obviously not a smaller team, obviously one of the, one of the mega teams. What was that transition like and, and what just what, what was what was going on there when you when you when you walked into that building for the first time?
0: Yeah, it was um, that was that was a pretty neat deal, because at the time, um, you know, we, I had been at Red Bull, MB2, a couple of closures in teams, um, just kind of put a dead end to my uh, career path a little bit. And when I went to Hendrick, I actually took a step back in my engineering role and uh, worked on that 88 car for a little bit. Um, But it was a step back with a bigger, bigger organization um, and trying to see um, because I've been on the other side of it with the smaller groups and, you know, maybe not the performance we're looking for. um, But I got to see how they operated and how they won. It's a it's a different culture when you get over to a team like that um, and really taught me a lot about how to win races when I was there, that you don't necessarily get that experience at some of the other places.
1: Winning is an art. That's for sure. There's a, there's there's a skill to there's a skill to making that all happen. One of the situations or jobs you had over there, you were uh, on the forty eight team for a while. Getting to work, uh, I, I cannot imagine as a as a as an engineer as a potential crew chief wannabe to getting to work uh, under the tutelage of Chad Canales.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was definitely um, a great experience for me. Um, to see see how that forty eight team operates, um, watch Jimmy <laughs> run those races. It's it, it's a whole nother level that whole group um, when when I got over there, and it was it, it was a, an amazing experience just to watch. Not even like how much they knew about winning and you know all the tracks and the balances and everything they needed to do to make the cars right, but the desire that that group had to win. Every moment, every lap, every situation they got in, they wanted to win. It's it's a passion that I I hadn't seen before in the sport. So getting to see that firsthand um, was really eye opening for me.
1: Yeah, you know, I mentioned working under Chad, but I think it, it's it's ironic that I'm saying this. A seven time champion, Jimmy Johnson, I believe, might be underrated. Because I am telling you, I watched that guy do some things with race cars that no human could do with a race car. I mean, what, a, what an amazing talent he is.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I was very fortunate to be able to work with him. Um, I, think, I think we ended up, uh, I got 11 wins with him. And before that, I had two. So he definitely improved my win average a little bit there. That whole group did, um, you know, all the way down to Ron Malik on the team uh another just great group that I got to work with but learning different things from all of them it it was a special time for me
1: yeah so then you 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 wrap up at Hendrick you in 2015 you were there 2012 to 2015 you uh get the move over to junior motorsports where you're going to be crew chief um is is that it was was that the progression you were looking for to get that crew chief and Xfinity series seemed to be the best option for you at that point
0: Um, I was definitely trying to move into a crew chief role. Um, I don't know that I was planning to go Xfinity racing doing that, um, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of how it worked out for me at the time. Um, It's a great opportunity over here to get to work with a lot of, a lot of winning cup drivers again um, on the program that we had back then. So I felt like it was going to be a good program where, you know, I, I know the drivers are good. I know the cars are good. I know everything we have is good. And I, I can work on myself to try to be better at that point um, for the first couple of years with, you know, the likes of Kevin Harvick and Dale and Chase Elliott, um, all those different guys that I got to work with.
1: You go through that phase and then you, you, you seem to find a real rhythm and a niche with working with young guys. William Byron win the championship. Tyler Reddick win the championship, win a bunch of races with Noah Gregson. Now getting ready to run for a championship. What is there about that young guy thing that seems to seems to work well for you?
0: I think it's because I've gotten older. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, you get, you know, as you watch, you know, kind of the sport grow and everything move on. You know, it's kind of fun because um, I've I've worked with a lot of a lot of really talented drivers and really talented people. Um, at MB2, I got to work with Mark Martin um it's just an amazing list of drivers that i've worked with and the stuff that i've I've learned from those guys and to be able to tell some of these younger guys like you know this is mark martin back in the day putting his elbow on the wheel because he thought that made the car turn better you know to be able to share those stories with them um and kind of watch them progress and get better and like you watch william byron and tyler right now in the cup series and, and they're gonna be stars um, they already are and they're, they're going to be very successful. So it's fun to to have watched them kind of grow up and learn and become as successful as they've been. And I, I enjoy that aspect of it. Um, and it, it, it helped that they were both really good race car drivers and we got to win races and championships. Noah's is the same way. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch him race. It's a lot of fun to watch him from his first year and some of the mistakes we made to where we're at right now. And you look at some of the moves he's making right now he's he's getting ready for that next step it's just a matter of time timing for everything to work out and, um we'll, we'll see how it goes this year hopefully we can put him on the championship list
1: man well that'd be big that's for sure dave as i indicated there's not a lot of information about you out there when i talked about michigan to clemson um Downtime, away from the shop. What's a, what what's a what's a getaway for you? What's something that you enjoy doing away from the racetrack?
0: Uh, well, <laughs> I have three kids <laughs> right now. Well, there you go. That'll so, keep you
1: busy. Yeah, yeah
0: um, that's pretty much all my all my time with those guys. Um, they're all over right now. We got some in middle school and elementary school, so uh, spend a lot of time with them. Uh, try to enjoy the lake as much as I can here in Mooresville, and uh, just really spend a lot of time with those guys
1: are they, are they into sports and they've into racing or uh, are we still too young we, for that?
0: We, we tried the racing with, uh, my oldest one and, uh, I might've been too excited about the racing program compared to where she was at. So we had to take a break from that one, but my boys are getting to the age that we'll, we'll probably try that again, um, and see how they do. But yeah, they're, they're into, uh, more sports right now than racing, but I mean, they're, they're my biggest cheerleaders when we, uh, when we're watching the race on
1: Saturday. I am sure that's, that's fun stuff. It really is. It's neat to have the kids, uh, kids do that and enjoy that. Uh, Playoff racing. You're getting ready to do it. We'll get through Bristol and see where you end up stacked up and seated up. Um, And you've had success, obviously navigating the playoffs as a two-time champion with William and with Tyler. Is there a, is there an art or a skill or a strategy to navigating the, the 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 playoff structure that, that that we have in place for the Xfinity series?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I I feel there is there's definitely, you know, how we're going to approach it and how I've approached it in the past. Um, you know, and I think everybody expects to win. You got to have the performance. You got to have the results. Everything's got to be perfect. And, you know, I think just managing those expectations, because in the end of it, we, we don't have to be the best car to get through the first round, you know, I think a seventh, eighth place, uh, average with about 10, 10 playoff points that should put you f- through the first round in the Xfinity series. So that gives you some wiggle room. So just not putting the pressure on the team, on the driver, like we, we can get through this. We obviously want to win every race, but you don't have to win every race. It's okay. If you don't, you know, and then you get to the next round, um, you're Texas, Kansas, uh, Martinsville. And you, you do have to be a little bit better. I think the average should be like fifth. Maybe we'll have to be fourth or sixth this year with the extra playoff points. Um, but that's all you really have to do. Every stage, every finish, you have to be six. And you're probably going to end up at Phoenix if you don't crash. Um, so making sure everybody on the team understands that, that Noah understands that. Obviously, you know, there will be positions where we're better than that and positions mm-hmm. that were worse than that. And just managing your expectation of what you have to do to either get better or maintain where that's at. Um, and just just dealing with what's in front of you and not not getting the pressure of forcing yourself to win and making it a big deal that you have to go to the next round. Cause on on paper, it's truly not that hard to get to the next round. It's just when you add all these other things in during the race that get you all excited and everything else, those are the things that prevent us from from going through and they're going to happen to everybody throughout the chase. And it's just managing those things when they happen and trying to minimize, minimize how bad they hurt you for your eighth place goal or your fifth place goal.
1: You've laid out a very analytical set to this. And I, I, I love that. And it, it, it makes it uh you're right. It seems simple on paper. That's for sure. But there's an emotional end of it and a, and a, and an emotional end of it. Right now, Ah, uh, you guys are carrying that word called momentum. And again, Bristol, Bristol's a good track. There was one there before. Uh, how important is that aspect of it, and 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 is it something that maybe you temper or maybe you make sure it balances out with that performance, that analytical performance?
0: Yeah, I think um, the momentum for us, honestly, started. It, it started closer to July. Um, you know, it summertime was. We were kind of off performance-wise. You know, May and on really didn't go well for us. Bad decisions, um, the cars weren't to where they needed to be. So you know, I think once we got into July, we started bringing better cars to the track. I feel better about where we're at as a group. So I feel our momentum shifted at that time. You know, We got rid of some of the, the random stuff happening to us. And I, I really feel like it started um, before the last two weeks we have. So um, yes, I, I think that aspect is important. Um, these wins that we had are, I think they're important for, you know, everybody else to know that we are capable of doing it, you know, cause I, I know that, you know, can do it, our team knows that we can do it, but we haven't done it. So everybody else doubts us. So I think it's important. It, it's important to show that you can do it. So I think that aspect was good. Um, and then going into the playoffs with that, it's just, it's definitely something that we have to manage because we can't go into Bristol thinking we deserve to win Bristol because we've won the last two. You know, there's, we've ran good at Bristol. Um, It's one of our stronger tracks. Um, Justin's helped uh, Noah out quite a bit there and it's become a strong asset for us, but there's no reason that we should expect to win there. And I think just making sure everybody's on the same page, you have to do all the things you did the weeks before in order to win. And then you have to have items go your way. On top of it, so I think managing that momentum and all the excitement from uh, the media and everybody else, your friends and family, I, I think that's important going into the playoffs.
1: Need stuff for sure, and those playoff points and those win add to the analytics as well because that bottom line number gets better and better with those yeah. results.
0: Yeah, I, I was hoping for th- uh, thirteen, I think, and we're at eighteen, so. Uh, doing doing better
1: (laughs) good that's good that's good to hear well Dave I'll tell you it's been great hanging out with you here on crew call appreciate you taking some time wish you the best at Bristol and then on into the playoffs thanks for joining us
0: all right thank you very
1: much there we go Dave Olenz joining us from up in junior motorsports on crew call presented by Hercules tires Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure,
0: but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest Watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare and more. Register now through November 7th at
1: FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. Always great to catch up and talk to our crew chiefs and appreciate Dave Olenz joining us here on Crew Call. So much excitement in the NASCAR world and, well, a lot of excitement in the automotive industry as well. Ford Motor Company, between now and 2025, is going to be spending $22 billion, that's billion with a B, on electrification. You know, Ford is harnessing electrification to deliver more of what customers love about them. That's performance, that's capability, and that's productivity, all hallmarks of the Ford brand. Now, check out these two vehicles, the E-Transit, an all-electric version of America's best-selling van. Smart and connected, this van will arm fleet owners with technology that offers new ways to optimize fleet performance. And one I'm really excited about is the new F-150 Lightning, which arrives spring of next year. Stunning innovation, technology, and capability added to America's best-selling truck. Along with the power, the payload, and the towing capacity that is the hallmark of all built Ford Tough trucks. Now you can go to Ford.com and click on the Electrified tab and you will see all of these great vehicles. And while there, check out the whole new breed of pony from Ford, the all-electric Mustang Mach GT Performance Edition, a torque-drenched driving experience clocking in at zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds this pony earns every inch of its gt badge again you can go to ford.com slash electrified and check out all of the new electric vehicles coming in from ford motor company big big week coming up on the nascar tour the Xfinity series, the truck series, and the cup series, all in action at Bristol. When we look at the playoffs, Bristol is the cutoff race for the cup series. We've got three drivers locked in. Denny Hamlin picked up the win at Darlington. He's locked in. Martin Truex Jr. grabbed the win at Richmond. He is locked in. And Kyle Larson is locked in on the basis of points. Where this gets tricky though, is around the bubble. There are five drivers within 10 points of the playoff bubble. Three to the good side, that's Kurt Busch, Eric Almirola, and Kyle Busch. Two within 10 points on the negative side, Alex Bowman and Tyler Reddick. Further back, William Byron and Michael McDowell. They need to really get and have a good weekend at Bristol to move on from the round of 16 to the round of 12. Our Friends at Performance Racing Network have the coverage there. Camping World Truck Series, they are wrapping up their round of 10 for the playoffs. Remember how this one has gone. It's been all Sheldon Creed all the time. Him and his crew chief, Jeff Stankowitz really have that car dialed in. Picked up the win at Gateway, came back and picked up the win at Darlington last week. Their race is Thursday night on the outside looking in. The Smiths, Chandler Smith, with Danny Stockman, the crew chief, up at Kyle Busch Motorsports, and Zane Smith with Kevin Bono Manion over at GMS Racing. They are the drivers outside looking to get inside of the playoffs as the truck series moves on to the next round after Thursday night's race at Bristol motor racing network will be in Bristol on Thursday night, double header coverage. If you will, the Arkham Menard series has the Bush beans 200 that's at six 30 and at eight 30, the UNOH 200 presented by Ohio list Ohio logistics. That is for the camping world truck series takes place up in Thunder Valley Bristol. When we get to the Xfinity series and the cup series, Performance Racing Network has all of your live flag-to-flag coverage of those events. You can find out all of the Motor Racing Network calendar and scheduled events by going to MRN.com and clicking on the schedule. And we'll even send you reminders of when we are on the air next. Again, we appreciate Dave Olenz from Up at Junior Motorsports joining us. But more important than all of that, thank you for joining us here on Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength.